Does the color of clothing you wear affect the arguments you have with your significant other? Can seasons help you to be on the same page as your best friends? Honestly, I'm not so sure. But my guest is an expert in Chinese medicine, which breaks personalities into five core energy types based on elements of nature. Welcome to the Just Dumb Enough podcast. I'm your host as always, Colton Petrie. My guest today is Dr. Vicki Matthews. Vicki has been a naturopathic physician and relationship coach for over 20 years now. Her passion stems from wanting to help society become less conflicted, reducing lawsuits, divorces, and even just disagreements. After some psychological research, she found that people tend to fall in line with the elements of the five elements model from Chinese medicine. It can be pretty easy to get lost in some of the softer science aspects of this topic and its impact on your relationships, but if you enjoy Myers-Briggs, astrology, or any of the other alternative practices out there, you're probably going to love this one. And listen, if it's totally not your thing, that's okay too. The next episode is going to be much more data-driven on relationships and the reasons they fail. So come back around for that, just in time for engagement season. Let's get out of our element. Welcome to the show, Dr. Vicki Matthews. It's great to be here. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much for being on the show. Why don't you introduce yourself for the audience? I'm Dr. Vicki Matthews. I'm a naturopathic physician and a relationship coach. I am passionate about relationships right now, about helping people get along, because I think we clearly have trouble with that in this country. 40 million lawsuits a year, the third highest divorce rate in the world, half of our millennials already in relationship counseling. So I think learning to get along is really important right now. And I don't think especially if you live in the United States, I don't think you could honestly say, no, everyone gets along fine here. No, no, you couldn't. You couldn't at almost every place you turn at a civic level, at a family level, whatever. I mean, again, 40 million divorces a year says not, something's not working. And certainly everything else that's going on in the country isn't doing so well either. So my mission is to help people get along better. Yeah, is that kind of what drove you to look at interpersonal relationships and just try and fix things? It's interesting. Um, as a naturopathic physician, I have dealt with a lot of people with cancer. And one of the approaches that I've taken that's been quite successful is that we have to balance the person at an emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual level. That you have to have all of that working well for the body to be strong enough to combat the cancer and win. And so in my practice, I have a degree in psychology, so we, I felt comfortable exploring all of those areas with my, my patients. And it was ironic to me that almost every time we talked about emotional disturbance, it had to do with relationships. So I kind of took a deeper dive into relationships. You know, what do I have to offer people that might help them understand each other better so they can get along better? And that's, it also came from some personal experiences with my husband as well. So, <laughs> but it is, we can't be emotionally happy and stable if we've got um, unhappy relationships. And I don't think anyone listening to this is going to be like the perfectly singular person who's never had conflict in any of their relationships. Right. They should write me if they have, if they're that, if they've never had any problems. 
Yes. Write me. I want to know. I'll, I'll start a conflict. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you been doing this now? Oh, my gosh. I've been a naturopathic physician for 20 some years. And um, I've been working with relationships for 15 or 20 years. I mean, it's it's something that I in looking and casting about for a way to explain to people and help people understand each other. Because as part of my naturopathic training, we we did a lot on with Chinese medicine and the five element model is very a mainstay in Chinese medicine. It's all the meridians sit in one of the five elements. That's where all the acupuncture happens and that kinds of thing. So I was pretty familiar with the model as from a medical perspective. But as I looked at it, I I, I kind of saw because it, it's based on um, seasons. Basically, the five element model was designed by the Chinese to explain a cycle, any kind of a cycle. And they based it, of course, on observing nature. So the five elements are wood, water, fire, earth, and metal, and those chart a season. Water is winter. It's a time when everything is is happening under the surface. You know, the, the fish are still swimming under the ice, but on the surface, it looks pretty pretty bleak, like there's not a lot of activity. And um, wood is relates to spring. That's the energy of making things happen. And that's, you know, wood energy brings the ability for a tiny bud to burst through the bark of a tree and come out and, and you know, that make it happen energy. Fire relates to summer, and that is active and fun and sunny and lots of daylight. And people are out and connecting, and it's a, it's a, a fiery time at many, many levels. I'm going to skip Earth for a second and go to metal, which relates to autumn. And that's when, when nature starts shutting down again and energy is moving inward instead of outward and people are starting to snuggle in, animals are, are burrowing in. And so it, it, it's a more inner directed time. And earth energy relates to seasonally the solstices and the equinoxes because earth relates to balance. And we either have perfect balance of light and dark, or we have a perfect imbalance of, you know, lots of light to little dark and, or vice versa. So as I worked with that and, and I, I started seeing our personalities in it. And so I, I, of course, immediately applied it to my husband, who was my great guinea pig. And it became pretty apparent. He was, he led with the ability to look back. I mean, he's he's a researcher. He can look back and say, this is what worked before, so that's what we're going to try, rather than reinventing the wheel, where I tend to be a wood personality that spring make it happen. I mean, I joke, if you want something done, give it to a wood personality. But I'm, who wants to do what somebody else has done? Let's do something new. Let's, you know, make this happen. And so it was, uh, it was interesting to understand myself and interesting to understand him. And then the key piece is in this model, these elements relate to each other and the chinese use it to for example too much fire energy can be bad for your heart the heart organ sits in the fire element so there there are times you need there to be less of a particular energy in chinese medicine and there are times that you need to have more for example if you start having kidney problems it's usually deficient water so you need ways to build up the water energy to to help support the kidney and bladder organs that sit in water and the way to do that is sits in the model and it, it goes back to nature and the relationship. So let's say it would, water feeds wood. And we know that to be true. The energy in this model, the energy from the water element flows into wood. Well, water feeds trees. I mean, trees aren't gonna grow. You're not gonna get more tree energy if you don't have enough water. But water relates to fire by putting it out in nature. 
So if you've got a person with too much fire energy, introducing water energy will make a difference. Now, in a relationship, a water is probably going to feel pretty nurturing to a wood person. It's like, oh, yeah, they're they're feeding me, you know, they're I can go, go, go get more done now because they're there, they you know, they're helping. But if you put a water in a relationship with a fire, the fire might feel like they're raining on their parade and probably they are. So, but too much fire, we've all seen wildfires, we've all seen what damage too much fire can do, not only to the surrounding people and environment, but to the person it's themselves, the fire personality. So very frequently, you'll see a relationship between water and fire be very strong and very supportive for the fire. And, and the, the water likes it because they're needed. Yeah, it seems like a much more dynamic way to look at a scale, right? Yes. Like instead of weighing two things and you're like, well, I have to keep them perfectly equal. Right. You're like, no, I'm going to give you a whole bunch of scales. Now make sure yes. you don't topple them. And then here's the user's guide. Here's the way to make that work. And there's, other than the, the innate interactions between the elements in this model, there are ways to from the outside build more water energy for example the water element relates to blue you know because it's water so blue the color blue what what you're wearing would build water energy and water energy is where creativity sits it's where imagination sits it's where newness and and study and be reading books writing books all the the scholarly i mean water people are deep thinkers they love reading. They don't put them on tight schedules. They hate budgets. Anything that restricts them, water likes to flow. So there's, you can say that about each of the different elements and elemental personalities, and then there are ways to work with them. And that's my book really goes into for every single, not only every single elemental personality, what will help them if they need more energy and what will help them if they're kind of on overdrive. But it also talks about every single possible relationship between the different personalities because everyone can work and the key is understanding and that seems like kind of a key to you know having a happy life and a happy relationship with other people mm-hmm mm-hmm I mean for myself in my marriage I got my husband and I met in college in Chicago we got married moved and graduated all on the same weekend and it's like okay we're done <laughs> we're new life we're starting but we had to drive to california because my best friend was getting married so two weeks into this marriage we are driving to california and we hit the mojave desert i don't know who, if anyone's been to the mojave desert but it is nothing but sand and rocks period nothing there and my husband drove the speed limit and i looked at him and i said can we speed this up and he said he looked like i had four heads at me and he said we're going the speed limit you know like that's the end of the discussion right there. And I remember looking at him and thinking, oh my God, I'm not sure I like the man I love. I mean, this, this isn't gonna work because I'm like a go for it type person. And once I realized it further into my career that um, he was a, a metal personality and I was a wood personality and we both like structure, we both like control, but in the end, metal chops wood. So I, when I feel, when it gets too much that way, I, I have to say, okay, you're just being too metally for me right now. I mean, I, this isn't working. But I also came to really appreciate that metals honor process and protocol, rules matter, laws matter. He can look back on, over a year and say, here's what we learned. This is the stuff that's important and the rest, forget it, it's over, bye-bye. The leaves fell from the tree. I can't do that. Or he's like, look, I can have some hard, 
you know, real data that I'm looking at yes. and hold on to that very firmly yes. to try and like carry it forward without hopefully dismissing it. Right. He's, he's really good at that. And I can, because metal is wired, like I said, to look back, wood people are wired to look forward. And I can plan, I will plan the cows coming home. I mean, I can plan anything. And initially, I think that upset him because he didn't really look forward. <laughs> so what is all this planning stuff all of a sudden? But he came to appreciate it. I mean, it, it, it for him, it was a way to kind of prepare for what was going to happen. And, and it really, it was, a, it was a huge insight for me in my practice, because once I started realizing my uh, patients had personalities that were going to be different than mine in many cases, the, well, the favorite question when you're talking, helping someone work out their life is, where do you want to be in 10 years? A metal cannot answer that question, because they don't look forward, they look backwards. So if you say to them, 10 years from now, what would you like to look back on and have accomplished? they can answer the question. Yeah, it's a lot of phrasing because it's it's kind of like you're living, when people say you're living too much in the past or you're looking too right. much to the future, you're not living in the present. You're like, well, I can anchor them with a question that just yes. says like, you know, a very different version of what they already look at. And that's the understanding. It's really, I think that is the key to getting along with people is to understand. So, I understand my husband well now. I mean, we've been very married quite a long time. And when he does things that are clearly part of uh, a value to the metal personality, like put together a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle, I will go screaming from the room. He's like, this is perfect. This goes here. This goes here. This goes. So I, I understand that about him and don't judge him for it because it's how he's wired. Um, being with a friend who's uh, a fiery personality and she's very outgoing and very loud. I think I mentioned it in my book. I remember going to a real, like a tea, a tea house with her. Oh my God. She, she, number one, felt incredibly stifled. Number two, she still was the loudest person in the room and, and made jokes. It's like, why did I set her up like that? Why do, why take her to someplace where, you know, her personality isn't going to fit in. Let's go someplace boisterous where she can be more herself. So rather than judging her, which is easy to do for all of us because we're wired to do that for our own safety at times. Um, I tried understanding people and that worked. And then I help my, I help my clients and my patients understand each other. I remember, and I think I covered this in the book. I had a dad who was, had been a football star in college and he came in and he, he said, I'm having trouble with my son. And I, okay, what's wrong? Well, he's a wimp. My son's a wimp. It's like, what makes you think he's a wimp? Well, he won't play football with me. It's like, maybe he's not wired to play football. So I, I met with a kid and he was a little water personality. He wanted to be an artist. He wanted to, oh, he wanted a camera more than anything else in the world. And he wanted to, to draw and paint. And the dad got him a camera. And, and I explained to the dad, I said, he's not wired like you. I mean, that's just it. So the good news is I can tell you how he's wired. I can tell you what will matter to him, what he's gonna be good at, what he's gonna like. And I encourage you as the dad to participate in that with him. So they got a camera, the kid start, took pictures, their relationship changed, and the kid's a professional photographer now. I mean, it, it, it was the understanding that his father was able to bring to that situation that I think made that relationship work. Yeah. Otherwise, you're, you're governing by expectations. Absolutely. Is there, 
it just as I was thinking about it, because I'm like, I know some people that definitely fit that like fire type personality. Uh -huh. They're very outgoing and they're very like alive. They also kind of tend to have this thing where they like burn out. Oh, yeah. Like they've burned too brightly for too long. And now yes. they have these without outing any of my friends. Uh, <laughs> they have these points where they're just like they're really they feel so low and so like drained because they're mm -hmm. like, I don't know what's wrong. I, I just don't have anything left in the tank. And that's probably exactly true. They have burned themselves out. And what the good news is, we actually have all five of these personalities in our energetic wiring built in and so we can draw on anyone that we need at a particular time. I mean, fire people can be quiet if they need to. I mean, they can step into a kind of a watery personality and, and be quiet. But you can also do things from an external place to help build their fire back. For example, red helps build fire. And that's a connection with people. And it will make them more joyful. If they're too fiery, if you, know, if you can catch them before they've burned out, as I mentioned earlier, you can encourage them to wear blue. There are certain teas that help build the certain elemental personalities and help uh, their stones. There's yoga positions. I mean, the, all that's covered in my book, lots of different ways to help bring balance because what we want always for ourselves as personalities and for our relationships is balance. Yeah. It seems like, you know, a lot of what I'm hearing is that you have to look at the people around you and see what their core trait is. Yes. And be like, okay, if I can understand this trait, I kind of have a framework to build around where I'm like, these are the things they value most or exactly. they're going to prioritize over other things. And then I can work with that and with however mm -hmm. my main trait is. Mm -hmm. And actually, I uh, in my book and on my website, I have a quiz that people can take to determine how those elements stack up. I mean, again, we have all five, but the one that's kind of nearest us in our in our energy is what we would call our primary elemental personality. And we look at life through that. There's a kind of like looking through a window with a tint on it. That colors literally how we look at the world. I will look at everything as something to be accomplished. I will look at how do we need to do that? What does it take? I can create a path to it. I can see in the future what we might build. I can bring energy to let's push through and make this happen type of things. I am much less good at looking back <laughs> and saying, oh, right, we learned that lesson once. We don't need to do that again. Or, and I'm, you know, I, but I draw on all of them. I can draw on every single one. All of us can draw on each of those aspects of the personality to benefit from what they bring. Do you think that there is some kind of just deficiency in the way that we communicate or the amount that we communicate with each other that leads to some of these misunderstandings? I think we, the misunderstandings lead to the poor communication. Okay. If you, if you know, for example, um, a water person will like free time, they'll like deep discussions and they'll like reading. Whereas a fire person would like a parties, attention, being busy, you know, that activity. If you're a fire and you don't understand why your watery best friend doesn't want to go to all these parties with you, you're judging them through your lens instead of judging them and not even judging at all, but understanding them through who and what they are. And they're giving you tons of clues at the point they say, no, I'd rather stay home and read or, oh, you know, let's just stay home and watch a movie. They're giving you clues that their their focus is is not going to be wild outgoing parties. And the same with Earth. Earth people are 
it matters deeply to be in families, to be connected, to have deep relationships. Their home will matter to them. Um, they usually have pets. So you can, you, you can hand them the quiz and say, take the quiz, <laughs> or you can look at them and say, oh, this person loves helping people. They love food. They must have a whole lot of earth energy. So then you can know that conflict and people suffering and not being needed is going to be something that an earth will hate. That will not go well for them. Uh, water's liking to have free time and, and the ability to go wherever the muses take them. If you put them on a tight schedule, they're not going to be happy. I mean, it, it's, if, and if you know that, why would you go up to a water person that you're working with and say, okay, you have to have this done by two o'clock, this by three o'clock, and I'd like to see the whole thing done by five o'clock. They're going to freak. And then they won't, and they'll fail. They, they just can't organize that well that quickly. I could see that. I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling very water right now. <laughs> well, you're wearing blue, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so your book has mentioned that this system helped to save your marriage. How did, did that kind of come about? It, it started with the episode in the Mojave Desert where I was looking at Mark through the filter of my wood. And my wood is bigger, better, more. Wood, the wood personality is, like I said, make it happen. We really, wood people really like accomplishment. We like to move the ball forward, that kind of thing. We also like productivity. We like to, you know, we're the people that make the list so we can check things off of it and say, look what I've done, look what I've done, even if it's just to ourselves. And he was not much of that. And so when I discovered I didn't like him, it became really important to me to, to make my marriage. I mean, at two weeks in, it's a little soon to say, gee, this isn't going to work. So we spent, we did counseling. We did a whole lot of things. And the trigger point of really starting to make the marriage work for me was when I started working with the system and I actually understood him. I understood that looking back was his forte. I understood that process and protocol, he wasn't being anal retentive. He was being detail oriented, something woods don't usually do. So it was a kind of a foreign concept. So that was what, that's what saved my marriage was stepping into a place of deciding to understand him first and foremost, which again, with my book now, I didn't have my book back then. And the quizzes, it's very easy to understand somebody. And the book covers in detail what each of the elemental personalities will be good at, won't be good at, what they'll like, how to help them when different problems or issues arise, and then how to work with it, every possible relationship permutation. So <clears throat> I wish I'd had that then, but as I developed it, it, I mean, he was my guinea pig in a lot of ways. Our relationship was my guinea pig. And we've been married a long time now. It's understanding, bottom line. Yeah, of course. And that's very important to have. I feel like we kind of ignore this thing that's very natural in our lives, which is that our relationships and our goals are kind of dynamic. And those will change over time. And we, I think a lot of us, so to some extent at least, think that they'll exist in this vacuum where it's like they are mm -hmm. exactly like this and they will always be exactly <clears throat> like this and they don't see anything like changing and not seeing that change happen i think causes a lot of conflict it does and it, it'll start with conflict in themselves and it will depend on how they're wired <clears throat> for a wood person if they're not seeing accomplishment that will be a big downer for them they will start judging themselves they will start feeling less than they'll get angry they'll get frustrated they'll get really frustrated and that's an important piece of understanding yourself is that okay 
and I've done this with wood clients. I really have. I've said, make a list of everything you're going to do and make sure you check it off. Because just the act of acknowledging something was done speaks of accomplishment to a wood personality. And so they're seeing they're accomplishing. They may not have a whole house built, but they've got the, the basement framed or something like that. It's, it's, it's helping, helping them be successful at what matters to them. So if you know that you're dealing with a wood personality and you know accomplishment matters, if you know um, moving the ball forward and whatever, you know, whatever that symbolizes for someone, that that matters. Planning. Oh, my gosh. Woods plan. They they love looking in the future and saying, OK, we can do this, this, this. Oh, let's not do that. Let's do so and for a, a metal personality like my husband, constant planning was just a big drag because he didn't look in the future. I mean, he, he, he can plan, certainly. And he's gotten much better at it since we've been married, but it's not something he would innately do. He would he would be analyzing. Yeah. Fire people will want to be hanging out with people. It is very much one of those like like you said, you have all of these inside of you, but mm-hmm. sometimes you have to practice those skills to make sure that you're any good Absolutely. at them. And and for a relationship to work, you have to understand not only the elemental personality, the tendencies of the person you're in this relationship with, whether it's a student to teacher, whether it's a marriage, whether it's siblings, whether it's, you know, a work. Oh, my gosh, this is so important in the workplace, because if you if you hire someone to be a salesperson, to go out and meet people and get sales, but you hire a, a metal they're not going to do well. They're going to fail because number one, they don't engage with people really well. They don't really like engaging with people that much. And they, they're going to be thinking, you know, back, they're not going to be talking about all the great things this new thing can do for them and what a difference it'll make in the future. I mean, obviously they're not going to fail. Anybody can do anything if they set their mind to it or they find their inner wood and channel that and and you're going to need fire too. So you, if you know that the person you want has a good amount of wood and a good amount of fire for that quick connection that fires can make, you would hire that kind of person rather than hiring an earth. And that earth person would be, I just want this you to be happy. If this isn't good enough for you, or you don't think this is right, then don't buy this because I want you to be happy. It's like, that's not going to sell a lot of tractors either. So it, it really does come down to appreciating the person that you're dealing with, building to their strengths if you're hiring them in the workplace, and um, if you're in a relationship with him, especially like your, your siblings, you're stuck with your siblings. I mean, you may, you, <laughs> you didn't get to pick that person. And so it's, I, I have a sister that's a metal. In fact, I have a lot of friends that are metals. I've for some reason chosen to surround myself with metals, but I really understand her. I really, this really helped me understand why we were so different. So it, it, it can make a huge difference in almost every aspect of our life. Yeah. I mean, I think when we talk about like, a relationship a lot of people put that connotation in like oh just me and my partner um, yeah it's so much more i had a couple listener questions which we'll get to but they are very specifically like oh me and my partner and i'm like relationships are everything i have a relationship with you because we're talking for a show yes. and yes. i have a relationship with the post office because they deliver my mail like everything yeah. has a relation to each other even if you don't see it that way, like it does exist. It, and it, it is key to how we live our life. It is key to how happy we are, how content we are. And it is key to every relationship we have, if we can understand that. Yeah, of course. 
Well, if you don't mind, I will ask these uh, listener questions. I had a couple that got submitted. Great. All right. Um, the first one said, and I again, I cannot stress these are all very like my me and my partner, my wife, my husband, That's my fine. whatever it is. That's a key relationship. Yeah. Um, so the first one said, what do you do in a relationship where you've lost the ability to trust one another? Wow. Okay. So the ability to trust sits in water. Trust, optimism, um, belief in something sits in water element. So if it's a, you're going to have to make a distinction between has your partner done something that has made you not trust them as a person so you're just not trusting that person because of actions that person has taken or are you as a person no longer in a trusting space are you i, mean, I don't trust the mail to get here on time i don't trust my partner i don't trust not to rain the day that i am having a picnic so if it's that kind of a more widespread that says that that the person asking that question or who is exhibiting the inability to trust doesn't have enough water energy. They have, for whatever reason, their water is depleted. And there's lots of things they can do. Again, pages of it, everything from teas, yoga position, uh, places on the body to hold, massage, whatever, that you can do to build that water back up. The easiest is always wear blue. Surround yourself with blue. Go sit by the water. Spend time by the water. That will build water back, and that will help you find that ability to trust, which is innate in the water personality. Even if this person is in the primary water, we all have it. And when we are trusting, we are using our water energy. We are not using anything else because trust sits in water. If it's the relationship itself that your partner has done something that causes you to no longer trust them, uh, cheated on you, been someplace they told you they weren't going to go, spent money they promised they wouldn't spend, I mean, any number of things that would violate a trust, that comes down to the dynamics between the two of you. And that needs to be rectified for you to be able to build your trust again. So that would be um, either a deep dialogue. I do uh, consultations. I'm happy to help um, getting a marriage counselor or a part, you know, or a business partner counselor or whatever. But that usually takes communication and understanding. Yeah, I know that was a very heavy question that I got submitted. I'm like, okay, I will ask this. It is <laughs> super heavy. <laughs> But it's real. And that's what I love about this model is that this works with everything. It works with everything. Yeah. And I have to assume, you know, this model helps in both directions. If you want to repair your relationship, you know, there is a pathway forward of understanding each other to repair. And if you don't see a future for it, there is also a pathway to like peaceably move yes. forward without each other. Yes. I actually had um, a couple who I had not done relationship counseling with, but they had come to the decision that they were going to divorce and they hired me to help them move through their divorce in a way that was peaceful and um, understanding and, um, you know, put a good ending to what had been in the beginning a good relationship and of late a very tumultuous relationship. And that's that dynamic, right? Like nothing stays super static forever. So nothing, no, no, especially if you're, you know, even think about two waters in a relationship. 
How's that going to look? It's going to be a lot of reading nights. It's going to be a lot of creativity and a lot of, I have my room, I'll be in my office. You have your room, you'll be in your office and then let's meet for dinner. And that'll be perfect for both of them because they both understand and have that same need. They may not be very dynamic. I mean, they may bore each other a little sometimes, but again, I've worked with people where they're the two in the same, it's like two earths, two earths. Oh my gosh, if in the beginning, it'll be heaven for both earths because nobody cares about relationships as much as earths do. I mean, that is just so important, but if they, unless they stay balanced, it becomes so important, they can create a codependent relationship. And so you want to be mindful of that. And when they start noticing that's happening, that's the time to reach out and get, get someone to help you change. Yeah. I think that actually leads really well into this other listener question that I got, which asked, is my relationship over because we're no longer intimate? And that feels very much like, are you guys so on the same wavelength that you've stopped like certain activities altogether? (laughs) It could be any number of reasons. And let's talk a little bit about why you may have stopped being intimate. First and foremost, I would make sure you understand each other. What are each other's, I mean, just a little bit of uh, personality housekeeping. What are your priorities? Sit down and make a list. What matters most to you? What do you dislike? You can, again, all that type of thing is covered in my book and by elemental personality. But if you, a lack of intimacy frequently is because you are feeling alienated from each other and nothing alienates us from other people more than not understanding them. So my first recommendation would be to try and whether you have dialogues, whether you answer some of the questions that are in my book, whether you take the quiz and determine what your primary, secondary, third personalities are and read about how they relate and recognize some of the problems you've had, whatever you do, the first and foremost is to understand each other so that you can dialogue. It's hard to dialogue with someone you're not understanding because you're going to push buttons. So once you understand each other, I always encourage people to, as difficult as it may be, talk about why, in this case, one or both are not desiring the intimacy in a relationship. If it's coming from one person, the person I, I usually encourage people you've got to be honest, you know, you, you, this is a relationship you're talking about. This is a, you know, whether it's a marriage or a business relationship, whatever, this is someone you've committed to be in some kind of a relationship with, and you owe them understanding. So it'll help you to understand too. You've got to have a dialogue about why you don't want that intimacy is, are you being intimate someplace else? Um, Have you lost the, the drive to be intimate? Have you gotten too busy? Have you, are they too busy? I mean, what's, it's, you've got a dialogue on it with, with the goal of understanding. And once you understand something, my experience has been you, the way forward is made clear. It may not, if they're married and the intimacy isn't there and it's super important to one person and not to the other, they may end up having to separate. If it's kind of not that important and, you know, they can make, I, I had one couple that um, made date nights. You know, like at least once a month, they went out, had a romantic dinner, had a good amount of wine, nice bottle of wine, and that sort of made it easier for the intimacy to occur naturally, rather than, you know, going and locking yourself in a bedroom and saying, okay, now. So it, there are ways to address it, but you have to honor their personality. The The idea of a an intimate dinner leading with a bottle of wine leading to intimacy, that'll work really well for some of the personality types. A metal will see right through it. It'll seem superficial and they'll they'll have a hard time with it. So it it's 
it's honoring your personality, understanding each other, and realizing that the commitment you've been in means that you owe each other and yourself understanding what's going on. Yeah, and this one kind of like, it shouts a little bit to me because have you communicated this with each other? Like, have <laughs> Are you, you reached, talking? <laughs> yeah, have you reached out to your partner and just said like, look, I feel like I am initiating everything. Right. Because they may not feel that way or they may not know you feel that way. And if they don't know that you feel like you're doing all the work, you know, they think they're doing an equal part or they think, you know, you don't see their efforts. And the efforts will be very different depending on the elemental personalities. I mean, there'll be so uh, um, hinting of intimacy for a water might be a rose on a pillowcase. I mean, you know, and a water, a wood will go, oh, cool, a rose, stick it, a rose, stick it in the vase. I mean, the the message may go right over their head. So, and then then there's there's hurt feelings because the attempt was not reciprocated and they may not even realize the attempt was misunderstood or not understood at all. So it, it does, as you said wisely, come down to needing some kind of communication. Yeah, I think that it's just, it's something I see missed so often. Like you'll have yeah. friends. I, I know friends who are couples and both of them are my friend and they will come to me individually and be like, hey, I don't know what's going on, but so-and-so is doing blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah. You know, they came to me last week <laughs> with the same kind of complaint. <laughs> yeah. And you yeah. guys are not talking to each other. So yes, like this monologue what... <laughs> plays out in my head and I'm like, all right, what do I say right now <laughs> without outing them? <laughs> well, and I, I really believe from the years and years and years of using this in my practice with my patients, it makes it less personal. If you're talking about this personality which you happen to have, but it's, you know, on a page of a book type of thing. And this personality, here are going to be the highs and the lows, the, the, the when there's problems. And again, that, there's a lot of discussion about when there's problems in my book, because it is about getting along with anyone, anytime, anyplace. But it, it, it's, it, it depersonalizes it in a way that I, I have found people are much, it's much easier for them to address than, you know, taking their wounds and saying, I don't, I can't talk to you because you've crushed my heart type of thing. It's like, understand, understand that's nobody gets up in the morning and says, what can I do to hurt my wife today? I mean, I don't think so. I really don't think so. I think sure, but more of people than that. Yeah. yeah. So it's usually comes down to understandings and sometimes mismatches. I this couple that I, like I said, I counseled them through their divorce. It was the most amicable divorce I have ever seen. And, but they were, and they had kids, they were committed to what was for the greatest good of the kids. And understanding their personalities, it was easier to say, okay, you know, this is going to be important to Fred. I did change his name. This is going to be important to Fred. And and Betty, are you okay with that? And she's like, well, okay, yeah, but this is important to me. And Fred will go, oh, well, it's important to me too. So then, you know, that's where the discussion and, and it was, but it was a beautiful process. It was really, and they were right. They really, they really didn't have a good relationship. They were not maximizing their potential together at all. Yeah, you're like, you guys can be good friends and you can be good co-parents, but yeah. you are not good together. Partners, no, you're not You're not meeting each other's needs in a way that um, is they need. I mean, that needs called needs for a reason. Absolutely. Well, I think that's good, you know, advice to leave people on and good thoughts to leave people with. I was hoping to kind of give you some time where 
And you can share your book and where people can find it and where people can find it. Oh, that's kind of you. Thank you. So yeah, my book is uh, The Five Elements of Relationships, How to Get Along with Anyone, Anytime, Any Place, and that includes your puppies. And it is available on Amazon and at Barnes & Noble. And I'm proud of it. It's won several awards. It was the number one new release on Amazon when it came out. So it was, it's doing well. And that's what I want. I want, I want to help people understand each other so we don't have 40 million lawsuits a year, so that we don't have the third highest divorce rate in the world. I, I want us I want us to understand and get along and, and I want there to be peace in the kingdom. I really do. And I know it's works. It's worked for decades in my practice and it's, it's, it's not complicated. It's not like having to take a Briggs Meyer test or something like that. This is a, a quick quiz, which is my website is drvickymatthews.com. And I also on, I also have a free booklet for your listeners called get along now. So if you go to getalongnow.com, there's a, like a little mini tutorial on this system and how it works with the, the five element model and relationships. And I, I just really, I've seen it work, like I said, for decades, and I, I really believe it makes a difference for people. So I'm hoping it helps your listeners. Yeah. And that's great because people can go and they can pick up this free booklet if they're interested and just start getting into it. And if they pick up the book on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or wherever it is, if you buy it online, and I always say this, and I'm sure people are tired of hearing it, leave a good review. Because yes, if you leave a you. good review, like it boosts the author, it boosts the publicity of the, the book, everyone gets to see it. Now people that maybe didn't hear this show or aren't, you know, exposed to this kind of thought, like they get to see it because it has better reviews and it's further up the charts. Yeah. And it's interesting. The Amazon algorithm actually will not, if somebody searches by relationships, if I don't have a certain number of reviews, I don't even show up in the search. You have to have a certain number of reviews and that depends. Some people say it's 26, some people say it's 50, but you have to have a certain number before my book will even show up in a search of people looking for relationship books. So those reviews, thank you, are very, very important. Absolutely. And thank you so much for doing this interview. I have appreciated it immensely. Thank you. I've enjoyed it too. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Just Dumb Enough podcast. Please take a brief moment to rate the show five stars on iTunes, Spotify, or Audible. You can do your part to help the show grow through word of mouth by telling other people that this podcast does exist and is cool. I'm cool, right? I'm always looking for new topics, guest ideas, and questions from the audience. To reach out to me, email dumbenoughpodcast at gmail.com. Or send a message to any of the show pages on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or wherever else. The November ranking updates as we are nearing the end of the month. Number one, the United States, with California, Illinois, and Pennsylvania now as the top states. Number two, the United Kingdom. Number three, Australia, now led by Western Australia. And there is a lot of tight competition out in Australia currently. Number four, Canada, with Alberta taking the top province spot from Ontario. And number five, Sweden, still led by Skane. That's it for today. I'll see you all on Thanksgiving for a realistic evaluation on our marriage prospects. Bye bye <laughs> <laughs>